Hello, folks. Welcome back to the RSL podcast, RLS podcast. Um, if you know, you know. Um, but no, we are back in a, with another episode, and it is episode seventy-eight. We're almost at the end of series. I'm gonna. I don't know what we call that, like series seven, series seventy. Um, the run of 71, 72, 73, and so on. Um, and I usually take a break when I hit the hit the ten. Um, just looking to get in some more guests and looking to just like continue to grow the podcast. Um, because it's it's grown steadily. It's it's grown to a, a decent standard over the over the past like six months. Slightly more listens. Slightly more people like talking to me about it. Um, new people listening to it. Um, and it it also just like acts as like a really good tool for my clients to kind of like pick a subject that they're really like not sure of, like be it nutrition, be it sleep, whatever it is. And there's typically a podcast for that. It's a really good plug and play. And I actually enjoy doing it. Um, what I don't enjoy is like when I don't give myself enough time and I need to cram it in and rush it um, because I like doing a bit of research. Like I like finding out a bit about the subject that I'm about to talk about because it's a learning process for me as well. Um, like through making this podcast, I learned a little bit more about how to break a bad habit. Like it's something that, you would think I should really know a lot of a lot about, and I, I feel like I do. But there's um, there's so much like psychology to it, and there's so much like there's so much so much nuance to it, and it's not just as simple as like, all right, okay, you're smoking every day. You don't just go, okay, I need more more willpower to stop smoking. Um, it is a little bit more complicated than that, or nobody would be partaking in bad habits. There are reasons for them, and again, it's an opinion as to what a bad habit is you may be doing something detrimental to your health, but you might not view it as bad. Like you might view it like, for example, like Bevian. We all know Bevian is not good for our health, like our physical health anyway. Like if we're drinking twice, three times a week, drinking 10 beers every single weekend, we all know that's not good for us, like in terms of the actual health benefits of it. But a lot of us will do these things for certain like different reasons. Like we'll go out for 10 pints every weekend with our pals because it's fun, because we enjoy doing it. Like doesn't does that then make it a bad habit? Again, matter of opinion as to what a bad habit is and what a good habit is. And I truly believe that although there are obviously certain habits that you would everyone would probably say that's a bad habit, like you shouldn't be doing that. It is up to you to decide whether you believe what you the habit that you want to stop, it's up to you to decide whether you believe that's a bad habit or not. It's not up to anyone else to tell you if that's a bad habit or not. There are obviously a lot of common habits that people partake in that they want to get out of, like things like smoking, like loads of people every single year will try to stop smoking because they believe it to be a bad habit. Um, we all know, again, it's not good for our health, um, but some people will not give two hoots about it and they'll go, well, I've smoked all my life, so I'm not going to change it now. Um, it's the same with things like drinking. It's the same with things like vaping. It's the same with things like drugs. It's the same with things like, I don't know, overeating, like eating my packet of crisps every time you get sad. Like that could be classed as a bad habit. Um, it's all an opinion, but there are also certain things that you should take into account when like trying to stop a habit. And it's not just as simple as like we stop a bad habit. Like we need to consider okay we'll stop a bad one but how do we replace that how do we actually start good habits so although this podcast is very much about how to break a bad habit it's also going to be about how to start good ones um so yeah personally have i had a lot of bad habits over the years 
I've had a few. There's no doubt about it. I've had habits that I've wanted to stop. I've had habits that I have worked through a process to stop. Therefore, I think I think everyone's done that before. I think everyone's done something that they're not necessarily very proud of and something that they didn't really think was very good for their health and they've come through the back of it. So pretty much all of us have tried and tested this process and we've gotten through it in one way, shape or form. But it's about knowing what the template is for that. And it's about knowing what the uh, the formula is to break a bad habit because there is going to be other bad habits that you pick up because just as much as a good habit is, is pretty like a good habit tends to be quite difficult to build on, but a bad habit can almost be built up blindly. Like you can start doing something that you see as a bad habit and it can just over time creep into your life and become what you describe as habitual, like a habit. And that's what habit is. Like it's a habitual behavior or something that happens regularly. Um, so yeah, that is kind of what we're about to dive into. So I want you to go into this podcast with the, the thought process of, all right, okay, think about my habit right now that I really want to stop. It could, again, let's list a few. It could be vaping. It could be binge drinking. It could be binge eating. Obviously, I was kind of careful with that one because of the discrepancy between what binge eating and overeating is, um, which I touch on in a couple of different podcasts. Um, could be smoking elf bars all, all day long. Could be taking drugs. Could be something that's just maybe got a little bit of a hold of you just now, biting your nails, like something a little bit, a little bit less sinister. I, I used to bite my nails like fucking like the cows are coming home, and I came up with a little strategy to make sure that I stopped doing that. And I've never really, I don't think I've really done it since. Um, so let's dive into it. So as we know, like. Certain bad habits, like they interrupt your life, they prevent you from accomplishing your goals, they can really damage your health, both mentally and physically. And to be fair, like a lot of these things will waste your time and energy. Um, most of the time, though, like bad habits, they are a way with dealing with stress and boredom. Like we don't just do these things for the sake of it. We don't just go and we don't have this like spending habit of going on Amazon every single night and buying shit because we think it's good for us and we think it's going to save us money. We typically do it out of some sort of stress, some sort of boredom, some sort of numbing of pain, numbing of like a bad feeling within your life. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. I believe, I truly believe that you can, you can find ways to deal with these habits, get control of them and you can substitute these in place of like better habits um and sometimes we've got to add this as well like sometimes like the reason that you partake in these habits is because of one the way that you've been brought up two like some sort of deeper issue um three again like a severe numbing of some sort of like depression or pain like that's we need to add that like it's it's not always just like oh i just like drink all the time and oh i shouldn't sometimes it's like i am literally fucking drinking myself under the table like multiple times a week because I'm trying to fucking forget about something that's really damaged me. And I don't want to, I'm not going to dive too deep into that, like, because I'm not qualified to dive into like trauma and stuff like that. I'm not overly qualified to dive into those things. So like, I'm kind of going to skim over the edges of, of these sort of things and say that like, if that is something that's affecting you, you obviously need to go and seek like professional help and um, disclaimer. You don't need to seek the the help of Mr. Ryan Sturton PT. Um, so your current habits, they will serve some sort of purpose in your life. 
Um, and you you can see benefits to these. So like things like smoking drugs, like fucking spending loads of money, eating loads of scran every single night, like eating a bag of sweets every time you get sad. Like these are coping mechanisms. Like typically these end up being coping mechanisms um, or they end up being some sort of kind of like some sort of socially kind of fitting in type behavior. I couldn't think of the right word for that. Um, it's kind of like applies to like these little small habits as well. Like, for example, like how easy is it for you to get into the habit of waking up in the morning? I'm in this habit right now and it, it really frustrates me and I've, I've not done anything about it yet. Um, I'll be completely honest. I wake up every single morning, like you know, my alarm goes off at like fucking half five or something like that. And my first action right now, I don't know if it's just because it's the transfer window and I'm absolutely obsessed with like the transfer window for some reason. I check it's because, because Celtic need a fucking centre half desperately. Um, I need a lot of things right now. Um, but every morning I wake up, I instantly check the transfer news. And now I know that gives me a sore head. Like if I look at my phone first thing in the morning, it gives me a sore head and it stresses me out because like I've got things to do before I check my phone. Like I've got a couple of PT sessions to do like first thing. But by checking my phone, I give myself a sore head. So it's like, that's habitual. That's just like something that's been ingrained in you now, Ryan. Do you need to know the transfers before fucking 6 a.m. in the morning? No, you don't, mate. You're not Fabrizio. Like, you're fucking Ryan Sterling. You, they can wait. Like, nobody's going to fucking die if you don't see the transfers before 7 a.m. Um, But yeah, I still do it. It's because I've got into the habit of it. So I need to try and break that habit in some way, shape, or form. So I'm going to talk to you about how I'm going to break that. Um. Also, there there can be an aspect of like, like a fear of of missing out. Like you actually you get like a little bit itchy if you don't partake in that behavior. You're like, like I'm, I'm missing out on something. When but if you real in reality, if you break it down, like any of these habits, like you don't miss anything. It's just becoming ingrained within your within your brain to continue to do that. Um, moving on. So yeah, look, bad habits happen for loads of different reasons they happen to paper over the cracks of stress they help to they well they, they basically they're there to help you escape they can have been just like this little thing that started off really harmless and you just kept doing it and you kept doing it and you kept doing it and you kept doing it and it's kind of important to dive into a little bit about like the chemical reaction that goes on within your brain when you partake in these habits now bad habits tend to be very rapidly um how would you describe this i'm, I'm thinking of the word and it's not coming out they tend to give you a quick dose of pleasure they give you what you want really quickly and what they do is they offer very little benefit long term this is not true for every bad habit, but it's it's pretty much true. So think about it. Smoking a fag, taking a draw of a vape, drinking a beer, sniffing a line, um, eating a bar of chocolate, um, spending some money on an online shop, um, <laughs> having a tug. Um, also, women can pleasure themselves as well. Just hopefully I can add that in as well. It's, it's not just all about men. Um all these kind of really quick, sharp doses of pleasure, like they tend to, like bad habits tend to, tend to be these sort of things, these things that just go, I've got the pleasure. You jump on TikTok instantly. Again, I always use this as an example. Like there's some fucking 
budgie riding a BMX or something. You're and you're like, wow, that's cool. That's giving me a laugh instantly. Um, but does this really serve me long term? Is there anything beneficial to this long term? Probably not. Again, again, just all the things that I listed there. You don't think about the long term solution when you do these bad habits. Therefore, it gives you quick dose of dopamine. Dopamine is the main word here. Dopamine being the chemical within your brain that is kind of attached to pleasure. Um, and what we have become in, again, bad habits are more prominent. Like everyone's always had bad habits. There's always been bad habits within the world and people have always had them. But now more than ever, bad habits like the ones that I listed are very much easier to come by. We can get pleasure and we can get dopamine on call. But what we have become, we have become dopamine junkies. And what I mean by this, and again, you could imagine a heroin addict. Um, the more heroin they take, the more they want um, because they have become so accustomed to the pleasure that that gives them. And each time they take heroin, the effectiveness of that heroin wears off therefore they need more and more and more and this is why heroin addicts can they go down such a fucking like a horrible spiral is because like they just want more and more and more and more and more because they build up a resilience to it and build up a what's the word i think the resilience is just going to be the word that i use therefore over time they need more and this is how a bad habit can 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 basically like begin to create itself so in, initially when you partake in this bad habit now let's just use i don't know let's use drugs for an example because i know there's going to be a lot of people listening that have done it before that maybe want to stop and i, I like to use this as an example because it's one of the most gripping um addictions that there is um and it's one of the hardest ones to get out of because it does have such a chemical effect on your brain now again I don't know enough about the actual things that go on in your brain and there are experts out there that would be able to teach you much better than I can but I understand it to a very basic level so when you start this habit you have you have your first little again I'm going to use some drug terminology here for anyone that's not familiar so when you have your first bump you get a, you get a little hit and it's like whoa that was fucking that was crazy that was immense like I've never felt that before that's whoa what the fuck's going on and once you have your first one it's like right okay yeah kind of get over that pretty quickly and then when you have your when you you go back to it the next time you try it again you have a line and it's like okay fucking hell whoa that hit a bit harder it's like well right okay shit like i'm 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 into this now and then time passes by and the next time you're like right i'm gonna get a whole fucking bag like and by the time we've got to that point we've begun we began to create a habit now this is a habit that will begin to grab a hold of you more so than a lot of habits but cocaine chocolate alcohol fucking the most extreme like heroin and fucking meth and things like that these work through the same dopamine pathway and it's just on a different level and some of them are more addictive and some of them give you a higher higher peak of pleasure but they give you a higher a lower drop afterwards so it's just like this with anything um and with things like, look, if you want to stop chocolate for a month, you're like, oh, fuck, I love chocolate. That That's shit. Like, I don't want to stop eating chocolate, but you could probably do it because the dopamine hit that chocolate gives you is nowhere near as high as the peak that, say, for example, alcohol gives you or drugs give you. The peak is so much higher. Therefore, the craving afterwards for that hit of dopamine again is so much higher. And 
So that's a, like a, an example of something that, okay, not everyone takes cocaine every single day. Um, I mean, I know it's something that happens pretty much every weekend and everywhere, everywhere, like pretty much it happens every single weekend. Um, but that's just an example of how like it can go from a weekend into two days of the weekend. And if you don't get control of it at that point, it can become an everyday thing. And I've seen it happen various different times and it's it's fucking cruel like it is it's cruel like it grabs a hold of people and they can't get out of it um and they really can't get out of it without really some professional help and like obviously there's heaps of places out there that will offer that um so i've kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent about drugs here but i think i think that i think you almost begin to understand that and the reason that people begin to actually crave things even though they know it's not good for them is because of this because of this uh, this dopamine craving reaction that they have in their head because they think their brain has become so accustomed to, or I feel good for like five minutes after having that thing. So it, it's almost like neglects the feeling after and it forgets about the feeling after. And that's what your brain does. It basically goes, remember the pleasure, mate. Remember how good that fucking was. Don't even think about the come down. Remember how fucking good that was. And that's that's almost the conversation your brain has. That's what dopamine is saying to you inside. It's like, remember how fucking good that was, mate. Go and do it. Don't worry about the fucking things that happen after. It doesn't think long term. We need to kind of try and understand that long term thinking is going to be massively beneficial when trying to break bad habits. Now, obviously, as I said, some are more extreme than others, but we've got to consider what short-term gain do I get here and pin that up against the long-term gain that I'm going to have? What do I actually get out of this? Like, what am I going to get out of this tomorrow? What am I going to get out of this next week? And that's kind of like, I suppose that's habit forming and that's like getting rid of bad habits as a whole. Like you need to consider like, what good is this actually doing me? And like over time, if you kind of allow yourself to be taken over by all these like, all these habits, all these bad habits, you become very weak towards dopamine and you become, as I said, like a bit of a dopamine junkie. So someone that is, say, for example, partial to losing loads of control over food, I think if I remember reading it right, again, don't quote me on this because this is maybe a bit of a loose thing to say, but are more partial to kind of falling into the trend of becoming addicted to certain substances, becoming addicted to alcohol and becoming addicted to like, um spending and things like that everyone's got some not everyone but everyone could probably think of one thing that they've they've done in the past or they still currently do that they've they've really just never really been able to control that well um so where is my where is my slide here it is so instead of just talking about how bad fucking bad habits are and why you shouldn't be doing things and blah 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 i'm going to tell you how to fucking break a bad habit because that's that's why you're here at the end of the day. Like that is exactly why you're here. You're here to find out how to break it. So if we're going through nine steps, okay, first step. And again, I use like, again, I'm not James Clear Atomic Habits is great. Like it is great. It's a very simple, basic entry level book into habit forming. Um, I have recently been told that he stole a lot of his ideas off of someone else. And it's kind of, it's kind of ruined the book for me. I'm like, you bastard. Um, but I'm not to say that he's obviously not a very intelligent guy, but apparently that book is like completely just like stolen off of someone else, just painted in a different way. But I suppose that's just what fucking books are at the end of the day. Like very people have original ideas. Um, 
tangent over. So first point, choose substitutes. Plan ahead to counter stress or boredom triggers that prompt the habit. Prepare alternatives. Um, so, I mean, let's think of an example. Like, instead of smoking, we are going to do some breathing exercises. Again, that's fucking... Have <laughs> you told that to a smoker who smokes 30 a day, they'd tell you to fuck off. But, like, again, just an example. Um, so choose substitutes. Try to find something to put in. So, like, think about, first of all, the trigger. Right. What is the trigger? Okay. What happens after the trigger? Okay. Let's say, for example, it's smoking. Okay. I get stressed. I smoke. I then go around in this little circle. I get stressed. I smoke. I regret it. I get stressed. I smoke. I regret it. Instead of smoking being the thing that you do after you get that trigger. So the thing that triggers you, the thing that triggers you most often to go and cry and eat chocolate or the thing that triggers you most to go, fuck it, I'm going on a bender. What can we do instead of that, of that kind of substitute, instead of doing that habit? Don't just go, no, I'm going to have more willpower this time. Your willpower is fucking unreliable, especially when you are totally attached to the dopamine of that thing. Like, do not rely on willpower, rely on something else. I used to do one, so in COVID, like, I used to just get bored as fuck. Like, I would literally just be sitting in the house and I'd be like, what the fuck am I doing? I just go through the cupboard and start eating. So what I did was I basically went, right, okay, every time that you get bored and you want to go and eat, like typically it is just because you're bored. It's not actually because you're hungry. I just went and fucking stepped out the front door. Like this is in COVID. So that's practical enough to be able to do that. Like I wasn't doing anything. So I just stepped out the door. I would just go and walk to the bottom of the road and back. Funnily enough, I would always kind of forget about it as I came back. I know, think of your own practical version of that. Number two, eliminate triggers. So if you are constantly in a situation, constantly in an environment, constantly, I mean, this is actually, I could combine two and three here. So number three is alter your environment, um, which I actually will go to touch on a little bit more. So minimize exposure to triggers. If you are liable to sniffing a whole fucking bag of Coke, stop fucking hanging around with people that sniff Coke. I know they may be your mates. I know they might be your fucking like work colleagues. They may be people you spend a lot of time with. You may need to take yourself away from that environment and those people for a period of time until you can actually get control of your bad habit. And that is just something that you're literally going to have to do. I'm, I'm going to say this with a lot of fucking like a lot of backing. You must do that if you want to stop fucking things like drugs and alcohol. If you're really wanting to stop that, you need to remove yourself from the environment for a period of time at least until you can gain control and the ability to actually say no. Um, alter your environment. So again, let's use an example like remove or hide objects related to the habit or rearrange your environment to support the new behaviors. So number one example of this is fucking Audrey keeps leaving the chocolate out in the office. There's a box of celebrations there every single day and you cannot control yourself to eat that box of celebrations. You go by and you fucking eat all the Maltesers every single day and you're a bastard for eating all the Maltesers, by the way. Please, if that's your home, if that's your office, I mean, I know this could be a bit of an awkward one to ask your work colleagues, but remove that from the environment. Do not just rely on willpower because sometimes willpower will, willpower will fail you. Number one example of this is I had a box of grenades sitting on my left shoulder, not balancing on my left shoulder, sitting behind my left shoulder. And 
They were meant to be for my client welcome boxes, the salted caramel grenades, which are the best ones, um, in my opinion. And I was like, right, okay, Ryan, you can't eat them because you're for your clients. And three weeks went by and they're all fucking gone. Mr. PT, willpower fucking podcaster, still doesn't have the, the willpower to not eat his grenade bars. Now, yeah, okay, they're protein bars. There could be some, you could be eating worse things, but I wasn't planning on eating them. They don't make me feel entirely great when I'm sitting here at my office desk eating protein bars. Like I just get bad acid reflux off of protein bars, if I'm being honest. So why did I eat them? Because they were there, because I didn't have my environment controlled to the best of my ability. Therefore, that habit of eating protein bars was very easy to do, even though I didn't really want to do it. Um, partner up, surround yourself with the right people. Now, again, I know this is quite an airy-fairy one. It's like, oh, go and find a partner who wants to stop smoking with you. Like, that might not be easy to find. But what you can do is you can surround yourself with people or enter a group, get involved in something with other people that make it feel accepted to change your behavior because what happens when you want to stop a bad habit and the people around you still partake in that bad habit they try to make you feel bad because they feel embarrassed and they feel uneasy at the fact that you're trying to separate yourself no i'm not doing that but all these other people are um i've been in that situation before like you're the only person in the room not drinking and people feel uneasy at that they're like oh my god you're not drinking what the fuck why are you not drinking because I don't want to, okay? But if I surround myself with those people too often, I'll go, oh, fine, I'll just have a fucking drink. I wake up in the morning, why the fuck did I have a drink? I'm trying to fucking change this habit and blah, 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 I've just had a drink. Surround yourself with people, if you can, who are going to allow you to make this change or stay away from people that are making you feel uneasy about this change for a while. Um, and something else, again, slightly airy-fairy, a little bit kind of, floaty in the air this one recognize that your bad habits are not your identity just because you have drank all your life it doesn't mean that you're a fucking alky just because you have fucking overspent money on fucking asos for the past year or two it does not mean you you inherently have a spending problem like you shouldn't identify yourself with the problem you should go okay, I have been doing that, but I can I can get out of that. Because the minute that you begin to believe that you are just a person, oh, I'm just someone that likes to drink at the weekend. Oh, I'm just fucking someone that spends money. Oh, I can't control myself. You can control yourself. That's just, you've just not got the system in place yet. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one as well. So other thing to understand as well is that like, understand that setbacks will happen. Like, see when you're trying to implement like a good habit, like of going to the gym three times a week. When you first start that habit, I guarantee you there will be some weeks where you don't get to the gym three weeks. Very rarely does someone go from doing zero gym sessions a week to doing three gym sessions a week every single week without fail. What will happen is there will be failures. There will be kind of times where they have a little setback. There will be times where they don't get that. It's the same with bad habits. You will have small relapses every now and again um, with these certain things. Like I'm just trying to think of an example. Okay, so example for me is like, I wanted to get better at being able to not drink at things um, and actually just go to events and stay sober. Um, I don't feel like I used to feel the need to drink at every single one, but I knew that was holding me back and I knew it was making me feel shit. So what I did was I was like, right, okay, I'm going to try drink non-alcoholic beers or just fucking drive at this next couple of nights out. The first time I went to one, failed miserably. Someone went, 
oh, mate, just park your car around the corner and fucking you can come pick it up tomorrow. And I went, I sound, cheers, I'm going to get bevied. And I woke up the next morning and I'm like, fuck off, Ryan. Like, I'm trying to fucking break this habit. Um, the next time I did it, I was like, okay, I managed to do it that time. The next time I did it, I'm, I'm recalling these events in my head as they actually happened. I remember I actually, I actually drove somewhere a good 50 miles away and parked my car and was going home that night. Meant to be going home that night. Parked my car up, got a fucking parking fine because I gave in. And this was like two hours before the night was going to end. I'd stayed sober. And before I was going to leave, I was like, oh, fuck it. And then just started drinking. Again, like plan for setbacks. They will happen. It doesn't necessarily, like you don't, You want to make sure that you try and follow through with this as much as possible. But again, it's not like an ultimatum. It's not like you must stop doing this thing altogether. Like you will delve back into that habit that you don't want to delve into. And it's different for this one as well, because I still drink every now and again. Like I'm not sober. Um, so therefore, like when I do drink, it's like, meh, okay, didn't really want to do that. But it's about trying to create a good habit and take away a bad habit. So it's not always like you want to get rid of the habit altogether. Sometimes it can be you want to reduce or lower the amount of times that you're doing the habit. Um, but then there's obviously like certain, there's habits that you indefinitely want to stop and there's habits that you want to reduce. Um, but sometimes you need to indefinitely stop the habit first and foremost to then gain back control of actually being able to just do it every now and again, because that's kind of the way that the brain works as such. Like when you are like addicted to something, like when you're not addicted, but when something is has become habitual, like you almost need to allow to get, you need to give your body almost like three to four weeks to really gain control back of that dopamine, like the the pleasure process that that gives you. The pleasure process is not the word I was looking for there, but hopefully you understood what I meant. And again, just a case of bringing a little bit more awareness to your bad habits. Um, have a think about when does the bad habit actually happen how many times do you do it each day where are you who are you with what triggers the behavior and causes it to start um again i'm trying to think of one for myself like when i used to bite my nails it used to be when i was stressed it used to be when i was nervous um i know some people like bite like their fingers i know some people like peel skin off like their their hands and there's like loads of loads of kind of weird ones but they're they're more normal than what you would think like heaps of people do them and um, again like overeating foods and stuff like that you could say that that might be at home at night while you're watching the tv while you're watching netflix it's like you've you've almost have it stacked two together so it's like i sit i watch netflix i eat crisps so therefore it's about okay how do i break that pattern how do i actually do something a little bit differently for the next couple of weeks, I'm not going to sit down and go watch the TV. I'm going to go out for a walk or I'm going to go to the gym. Something like that. Break the pattern, break the habit. Um, so let me dive into a couple of different um a couple of different habits. And I'm going to give you a few strategies as to how I would work on changing that habit. Now I have picked out based on a survey the seven most the seven perceived worst habits that there are people in the uk um perceived okay um and also i just wanted to i have this as like an extra note the most addictive substances on earth by the way are number one heroin number two cocaine number three tobacco nicotine number four methadone number five barbiturates um i can't remember exactly what that means number six 
um alcohol i'm sure barbiturates is like some sort of medical kind of some sort of medication um something that is interesting for you to actually give a watch if you're looking to dive into this a little bit more is the epic the the program painkiller on uh on netflix just now it talks about the opioid opioid um like what's that again oxycontin um the opioid epidemic in the u.s where uh pharmacists and doctors and stuff like that were selling the shit um it's basically just like a big money-making scheme loads of people died loads of families were affected um i can't remember when that exactly was it was i'm gonna say it was like the 80s or the 90s or something like that i think it was possibly the 80s we're way to yawn sorry um so it's just about like like most of us are not taking heroin um i would like to think not most of us are not like fucking taking methadone that are listening to this podcast i would assume that that's probably not the um the clientele that are listening to this podcast however there may be some people and you may have a really cool story that you've, you've gone over the end of that but we need to understand that these are substances so heroin cocaine tobacco methadone alcohol are all substances bad habits and addictions or kind of minor addictions don't always come in the don't always come in liquid or food form or substance form they can come in the form of other little things and there's obviously levels to this very minor small little habits like biting your nails which you might also want to stop but there's also these really kind of slightly more extreme things like drugs and alcohol that could be causing real fucking damage to your life and the way to actually stop these habits is very similar across the board um obviously there's just more severity to some than the others so let me take you through the seven habits and how I would really work on changing them. Again, I do not pretend to be an expert in habit change. Um, it's something that I've done a lot of reading on, something that I've worked with a lot of people with. Um, I'm not actually sure what you would describe a habit change expert as, um, but it's definitely not me. But take take what I say with a pinch of salt. Hopefully, hopefully it helps. So drinking. This is probably the most common one out there. People want to stop drinking so much. They want to stop binge drinking every single weekend. They want to stop waking up on Sunday morning and Monday morning feeling absolutely fucking shite because their life is spiraling out of control. Um, and that's that's fucking cool. Like that's that sound because that's something that I've been through and that's something that I can really talk you through. So personally, I used to be heavy binge drinker every single weekend. Very common for someone of 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. I don't think everyone did this though. Every weekend I went out, I went got blackout drunk, like absolutely fucked up that to the point of I was making very odd decisions. I was waking up in the morning um, with regrets and I just didn't remember what I did. Now, yeah, okay, I was in my fucking late teens, 20s, like a lot of people do that. Um, I had a good old time. But didn't do too much damage to myself um, and didn't do anything too stupid. I've done a few stupid things, but nothing... Nothing death-defying, I don't think. Um, how I stopped that. Now, I talked a little bit about it with the non-alcoholic beers and the kind of turning up to events, not drinking. Now, what I had to do here was it was an initial resistance. So it was an initial resistance of my mates and things like that. And don't get me wrong, I'm not throwing shade on my mates. I still fucking drink with my mates and I have a fucking really good time. I just need to say no to more things. This is one of the main things with drinking. Because it's so ingrained in our culture and because it's something that we do tend to do very very often um it's hard to then separate yourself from the group that drinks because we very rarely drink on our own like some of us do like that's fine like, a couple of beers at that in the house on your own is fine but the problem is like your social group the people that you hang about with most weekends 
probably do drinking related activities, which um, essentially just relates to going to the boozer or going out. Um, and that's fine. Like you can have a fucking really good time with them. But if you want to stop drinking, you almost have to stop attending some of those social events. I'm not saying you have to, but initially this is what I did. I I started saying no to more things. And initially I got a little bit of a slag in and why are you being a boring cunt? Why are you being a fucking tablet? Like actually just come out, blah, 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 blah. And I just had to say no for a period of time and I had to stop going out. And yeah, as I said, like I got a bit of a slagging for it and I had to get on with my life and I had to go like, right, okay, I'm just going to do different things at the weekend for a while. Um, and hopefully my friends will eventually understand, which they do. They do understand now and they understand that I've very much got limitations as to when I want to drink and when I don't want to drink. Um, so that really helped me. Like, like I've given you the permission to actually fucking piss your mates off right now and say no to drinking every now and again. Your mates will still be your mates if they're your real mates. In three years' time, two years' time, one year's time, they will eventually understand why you're making this change. They'll understand why you're trying to break this bad habit. It's not, again, as I said, it's opinion if it's a bad habit or not. I don't think drinking is necessarily a bad habit um, if you've got enough control over it. But if you're fucking getting absolutely leathered every weekend, it's probably not going to make you... Probably, in in the grand scheme of things, probably not going to make you feel too great. Um, so my number one lesson, I'm not going to kind of go into a whole 20 minute spiel for every one of these, but my main lesson for this is get good at saying no to nights out. Your friends will eventually understand that you have a reason as to why you're not coming out every single weekend and also find non-drinking activities on Saturday nights and Sundays and go and spend time with someone else that doesn't want to drink as well. Um, that is my main bit of advice for you. Number two is screen time. Screen time, I've probably not the best example of this right now i've got a lot of screen time on my phone because of my job and because of the fact my phone i need to well this is number one lesson for any business owners if you can get another cheap phone get another cheap phone because that's going to be one of the best fucking hacks you can get one of them has twitter tiktok instagram all those fucking apps for kind of just pleasure on one phone and the other phone has your business stuff on it. That is one thing that I'm about to change as soon as my phone contract runs out. I'm going to have one phone for business and I'm going to have one phone for um for pleasure. Um, pleasure in the sense of like the apps, not in the sense of what your dirty bastard minds are thinking. Um, smoking and vaping. Now, obviously, elf bars are like a little bit of a craze right now. Um, we don't know what these things are doing to us. Um, they've, I'm, I'm going to throw some shade on them. I have had many a puff of an elf bar. And I don't want to pretend that I am like some sort of fucking saint. I do not, I've never bought an elf bar. I do not carry an elf bar about. When I've been drunk, I've had a couple of puffs of an elf bar. Does that make me a criminal? <laughs> Probably not, no. Um, but what I'm going to say about them is they've become this fucking weird craze and everyone has one and I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. Like, what the fuck is this doing to our insides? Like, I sound like your granddad right now, but what are these things doing to your insides? Like, you don't know right now. Like, it is literally fucking liquid, whatever the fuck it is, like, going in. Like, I just generally think people need to grow up. <laughs> like, grow up. Stop stop fucking buying elf bars, honestly. Like, it is mental. Um, that's not good. That's not really sound advice right now. Smoking, I wouldn't really know how to work through smoking other than kind of the same facts as what I would talk about with, like, drinking and drugs and stuff like that. I've not smoked before. Um, I've not actually smoked a fag before, strangely enough. Um, I sound like a right wee, like wet wipe right now. I've tried other things, which you would not mention on podcasts. Um, but I've not really smoked and I've never really had a problem. So I don't know the kind of what I would do to actually stop it. I would probably just go through the system of 
what I talked about before with breaking a bad habit. I know there is like nicotine patches and things like that as well. So, you know, what? I'm going to leave this one. I'm not going to pretend that I know how to how to tell or hope help people to stop smoking because I actually don't other than the natural advice. Um now drugs. Drugs is kind of is very similar to drinking in the sense of if you are putting yourself in environments, putting yourself in situations, putting yourself in rooms, surrounding yourself with people who are taking drugs, then you need to remove yourself from that room. Like, do not expect to have willpower to stop that. And the reason that you shouldn't have, expect to have willpower for this sort of thing, because it is the most addictive thing. It is the thing that will fucking drag you in. You will chase that dragon more than anything. If you sort of put yourself in a room where everyone else is doing it, do not expect to have fucking enough willpower to do it. Again, just like drinking, you need to separate yourself from the environment, separate yourself from the situation. And then if you still are in that situation, you can maybe re-enter yourself and then you can rely on willpower because initially your brain is still screaming out for it. If you stay fucking sober long enough or you stay off of that stuff long enough, your brain will forget that trigger. You need to make sure that you give yourself enough time to actually gain back control because your body will then, you'll be able to gain control of that trigger, put yourself in that situation and have willpower then, but don't rely on willpower too short term. If you fucking were taking it one weekend and then you're trying to rely on willpower the next weekend, it will not work. Um, next one is gambling. So gambling is another one which is very, very hard as well because I can't say I've ever suffered with gambling addiction. I think everyone that's ever put a coupon on though has can understand the addiction to it. You can understand what the feeling you get. And it's it starts off with just like, right, okay, I'm going to put a look, I'm going to, you justify it as like, I'm going to, watch this game and it's going to be a little bit more of a buzz because I've got a bet on. But when it comes to a point where you're not just like, I don't know, again, it's hard for me to speak about gambling because I've never really had the problem. I could have done a little bit more research and I've actually, strangely enough, I've got someone lined up who is a little bit of an expert on this who suffered with some really fucking massive gambling problems and they're actually going to come on the podcast. You know what, I'm going to leave that for another podcast. And the last and final one, I feel like I've just went on with an absolute spiel of shit on this podcast. Um, if I have, yeah, you know what, I don't really care. I just, sometimes they don't come out the best, sometimes they do. But maybe I'm just um, second-guessing myself now. Overeating is another one which I am going to direct you to a, a podcast for. So I am actually going to, oh, which one is it again? It is one of my podcasts. So it is my experience with binge eating. Um, I am, or binge eating slash overeating or disordered eating. That's the one. My experience with disordered eating. If you want to know a little bit more about that, then jump onto there. So that's my kind of spiel on how to stop a bad habit. You probably have no further forward idea about how to stop a bad habit now i've probably just blithered absolute shit for like 45 minutes but hopefully you can take something away from that and if i can say anything and i can give you three little bits of advice to move forward with it's remove yourself from the environment for a period of time remove yourself from the people remove yourself from what's going on um with that habit you need to kind of separate yourself from that habit some way shape or form um i would say Try and gain a little bit of help. Try and replace those habits with something different. Don't just expect to stop drinking at the weekend and just sit, on, sit in the house on your own doing nothing because the, the first thing that you will think of is drinking at the weekend. You need new habits. You need new activities to replace them. Um, and I think that was only two, but I'm going to call it quits there. Um, 
so yeah like if you took anything away from that please let me know i always appreciate the feedback on the podcast um and if you've got a bad habit right now that you're really trying to break like no kind of yeah literally just like message me let me know what it is um and hopefully i can help you catch you after um 